Fire up 13, flight controllers, listen up. Give me a go, no go for launch. Public nudity. Go. Illegal narcotics. Go. Dog shagging. We'll go flight. Bubbler. Bubbler's go. Poo in the shoe. Go flight. Road rage. Go flight. Roid rage. Where go. Brown paper bags. Go. Eclipse containers. Go. Chinese restaurants. Go flight. Peanut butter photography. Go. Billy Idol. Billy Idol. Billy Idol. Just wait for some power. Breezers. Where are go? Phantom biters. Flight is go. Fingers and dates. Where go flight? Launch control. This is fire up 30. We are go for launch. stirrings of something incredible happening here at FBI. Chris Gale. Stephen. Chris Gale. Stephen Ferris. Chris Gale. Stephen Ferris. Third time. Billy Idol. <laughs> Billy Idol. <laughs> this is Fire Up. And uh, look, it's a momentous day. Uh, we've just heard some incredibly exciting news, Chris. Uh, Rugby League never keeps itself from striving. It is always looking towards expanding its horizons, uh, gaining another step up the ladder in society. What has happened this week that has stirred your loins? Rugby League always says today is not tomorrow, so therefore we need to be thinking about how tomorrow should be better than today. Yes, that's not a Zen concept, is it? It, well, it's, it's just oh, my... living for the moment, it's, Chris. It's, it's, my, it's not living for the moment. It's my own personal philosophy. I have a website yeah. and a very, very reasonably priced subscription service. Do you teach in the flesh? No, no, it's all virtual. Virtual? <laughs> it's all, they're Digital? all pre-recorded YouTube. And in fact, you'll actually see that I'm not the person on the video because I don't want my personality, no. my ego to, in, you know, impede. sort of bleed in. Or exactly, yeah, impede yeah. the learning of the people. Yeah. But Rugby League saying that today is not tomorrow, therefore we need to make tomorrow better today. Fantastic, I'm with you. The Canberra Raiders have announced that they are establishing, get this... A centre of excellence. A centre of excellence. In Canberra. In Canberra. <laughs> there's, there's a new concept. I mean, we could say that Canberra is built on the premise of excellence anyway, but the truth of the matter was it was a squabble over two cities and two states. Mate <laughs> versus mate. New South Wales versus Victoria in that particular situation. So, ended up with a, a separate entity. So, so they selected <laughs> the coldest valley between the two capital yeah. cities. Yes. And, you know, it's been populated by... The caliber of the people like Dennis Carnahan and Dave Ray that come on this show. Yeah, and I think you know a few a few stay Irish uh, Catholics who are looking for a place to plant their potatoes back after the famine, <laughs> right? And what they got some glorious buildings, some beautiful museums, uh, art galleries, and uh, of course uh, the House of Power. A hugely spouting water jet. That to me, I mean, we went on a primary school excursion to Canberra. Yes. Back in the seventies, and uh, as you do. forget your war memorials, forget your Parliament houses. That yeah. Lake Burley Griffin water jet—that was yeah. a sight to behold. Yeah, you want to stop the bus, didn't you? <laughs> we Get did stop the bus. You did stop the bus. We got on, on a cruise. We, we got on a ferry. We went for a cruise. Do they have ferries? Uh, I don't know if they do now. No, I mean, I think I might be environmental issue. I mean, because yeah. I mean, let's face it, if you get on a ferry at Lake Burley Griffin, it's not mm. like you're going anywhere. Now, Chris, it's known as a secret city. It is a very mysterious city. That's there are many true. nefarious activities going on. You know, as we know, it's the house, it's the home of porn, the home of fireworks, or was. <laughs> All those sort of and, activities. And some and really the, clever stores where you can get porn and fireworks yeah. at the same venue. And I think one of the highest drug-taking per capita uh, you know, cities in Australia. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. But it has now got a centre of excellence to clean all that muck up and really put itself on the good foot, the front foot. 
And Rugby League, as always, is leading the way. It's a pioneering code, isn't it, Chris? It is a pioneering code. Would you like some details, Stephen? I would. So the centre will be an NRL centre of excellence, which, let's face it, I hope the NRL's trademarked that term mm. because everyone looks enviously at it. And they do indeed. Uh, look, that what's his name? McGlicklin? McGlicklin? Oh, Gil McLaughlin. Gil McLaughlin. Yeah. Yeah. He's always <laughs> the, the, eyeing us off, isn't he? As Roy HGC, the man who killed AFL in Tasmania. <laughs> yes. And they now simply refer to him as the murderer. The killer, the murderer. Yep. Now, listen, before we go any further, Chris, yes. uh, I know that they're busting down the lines to get in here. If you want to text any information on our topics, please feel free on that number, 0409-945-945. Text in, fire up, is awaiting your opinions. Carry on. It would be great. We'd love to hear what they think uh, should be involved in a Canberra Raiders Centre of Excellence because yes. let's face it, for more than 25 years, it's been a centre of mediocrity. And but I and also think that there's a crossover element here and mm-hmm. I want to explore that. The centre will be uh, built at Braddon. Braddon. You've been, been to Braddon? I have not. It's kind of confusing, Canberra, isn't it? Everyone talks mm. about the spaghetti roadways, but it's even the suburbs. They sort of, I think they're named after people, but Bill Conan, Braddon, yes, you yes, know. Yes. Illuminaries, obviously, have some sort of forgotten time in politics in Who Australia. Who was Fishwick, by the way? Fishwick. I mean, every time, every time there's an election, you go, Fishwick. <laughs> that sounds familiar, but only because of the last election. I think he was a treasurer in the Victorian government in the 1800s right, or something. Right. A grey-haired man on a wall somewhere in a picture. Okay, so they're developing Northbourne Oval. Again, as... What, so they're moving out of Bruce? Well, I think Bruce... AKA Canberra Stadium yes. is staying where it is, right. in amongst all those old centre of excellences like the yeah. Australian Institute of Sport and yes. the little stadium, the indoor stadium. Because if you go for a walk through that area, there is nothing but mus- muscly men and ladies. That's right. Fitness rules, juiced up. Yes, and I think Northbourne Oval is going to be the park around which they're going to build this purpose-built facility. I hope it's more than a shed, Chris. <laughs> Well, I know Souths are developing a centre of excellence, and again, that seems oxymoronic, doesn't yeah. it? Souths and excellence. Excellence, that I go hand yeah, in hand. It really, you know. And they've been able to finagle. And I think the New South Wales state government has something to answer here, Stephen, because where is Canberra? When you, I mean, I want to go back to your high school geography here. Yes, yes. And I know you didn't do that well in it, but where is it in terms of states, principalities, territories, Look, I regions? I remember working out the differences between an igneous rock and a, and a sandstone rock, Chris. I know that Sydney is built upon sort of sandstone basins. I know about weather patterns and, and tidal waves and things like that, so I didn't do too poorly. Okay. We, used to, we used to think an igneous rock would be a great name for a heavy metal band. <laughs> and then we used to get our compass out, and they go, righto, everybody, get your compass out and put uh, you know, ground zero Melbourne and then draw a little arc, and then you get to the middle between ground zero of Sydney, and that's where you're going to put Canberra right. or the ACT. Right. Right. And that's how it was born. Right. right. So where is it? Well, it's in New South Wales. <laughs> no, it's not. It's in the Australian Capital Territory. <laughs> Plonked in the middle of New South Wales, though. And the Australian Capital Territory <laughs> is putting in $5 million to this Centre of Excellence. Okay. But get this, the yeah. New South Wales government is putting in $4 million. Right. Why would that be? Okay. And not the Victorian government. Victorian government won't have a bar of it. Not the Queensland government. Wouldn't touch it. No. Right. So do we feel some sort of kinship, do you think, uh, as New South Welshman with Canberra? Well, I just think the New South Wales government's on the take because they're giving money ah. to South and the Canberra Raiders. I mean, that, and, and by the way, the balance of the funding comes $10 million from the Raiders group. I mean, who, I mean, come That's on a, now. Well, we, did, we did mention the fairish, didn't we? <laughs> Talk about a shady investment. $10 million. So they've got more than the Australian Capital Territory, more than New South Wales to it, pop in there. They've, they've ponied up more than double, who has, yeah. Who has $10 million in rugby league spare just for a centre of excellence <laughs> in, a, in an oval that no one goes to? I mean, as I said, a team that has been mired in mediocrity yeah. since in living memory. Yeah. I mean, there are entire generations have grown up and never known the Raiders achieving anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. yet somehow there's $10 million. It, I, I don't know. I think the Qataris are involved, Stephen. Yes. Now, I, I think the Qataris are involved. Right. Now, before we go any further, there was some semblance of a centre of excellence built in Canberra, because I know you said you've been to a 
centre of excellence in Canberra once in your life. But I think you played a few tunes. Oh, yeah, yeah. The the little indoor stadium there, yeah, yeah. the Warehouse Festival. That's the old centre of excellence. Yeah, and, I mean, it was a great... It was a great afternoon's occasion. We uh, shared a dressing room with LMFAO. Wow. Redfoo. Who remembers Redfoo? Yeah. <laughs> Don't know. I met the bloody beetroots in their masks. B1 and B2. Yeah. And they <laughs> opened up their set with Genesis and turned it on again. And there was only one person. Surely you can't know. tell me that you didn't feel more excellent post that experience. I came out of there a better person. And really excellent. And my colleague Hayden James was confused right. <laughs> with with Ferry Corston. Right. The, the, the organiser said, Ferry, it's great to meet you. Please yeah. come this way. And he did. And yeah, the next yeah. thing you know, Hayden was on stage playing trance music. Truly excellent. Yeah. Truly excellent. So they're going to go one step higher here with the 10 mil from the Raiders group, the four from New South Wales, five from Canberra. Correct. $90 right. million dollars all up. Right. Uh, it will house the NRL team, juniors mm. and any prospective women's team. Mm-hmm. Open in 2020. And you know what the inspiration for this Centre of Excellence was? Uh, New South Wales demolish and build? No. No. <laughs> Raiders coach Ricky Stewart said the Raiders risk falling behind their rivals, i.e. Yeah. Penrith the goal, yeah, and the, the Gold Coast. Who both had set or have Centres of Excellence. Excellent. Look had. how great they're going. Okay, so let's go well, back one to the of beginning. Them. The first one's to do at Gold Coast because they're pioneering. It's a pioneering town. <sighs> Is it a town? It's not a city. It's a strip. What is the... Go- oh, here we are. We, yeah. We've defined states, territories, cities, mm. towns. The Gold Coast is its own thing, isn't it? It's like a state of mind. It is a state of mind. It's not, right. You can't actually say, I've entered the Gold Coast, it's, I've left the Gold Coast, can a, you? It's a mirage, isn't it, really, Chris? <laughs> it's it an illusion. Really, it's an illusion. It's run by Peter Beatty, who we'll come to. In yes. fact, can we come to Peter Beatty? Right? Have you got any tweets from uh, our, our famed commissioner? Peter, Peter Beatty, who, of course, famously uh, ran the Commonwealth Games and then said... Into the ground. Yeah, <laughs> and said the next day... You're right, the speeches did go on for too long yeah. and I should have said something. Peter Beatty is just going off on Twitter right now. But he's also prepared to admit his own mistakes, which is a sign of a really, truly great Terrific. human being. He yeah. said the speeches went for too long and I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> yes. Well, how did he realise that the next morning rather than the afternoon before Surely he spoke? Surely he wrote his speech. Or right. well, somebody looked at it. But I am looking to Peter Beatty for leadership and I'm yeah. getting it in spades, Stephen. Yeah. I quote, Briefing by Melbourne Storm coach Craig Bellamy to the Australian Rugby League Commission today was unbelievably impressive. Right. He actually says unbelievable impressive, but yeah. you know, I don't want to be a nitpicker. nitpicker no. What a great Australian. What a great Australian. Whether, you, su- whether you support the Storms or not, and mm. let's face it, most of us are, are not. <laughs> <laughs> All rugby league fans should hold Bellamy in the highest possible esteem. Hashtag yeah. NRL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, of course, he's, he's the major disruptor at the moment, isn't he? <laughs> the whole code is waiting for the dominoes to fall upon his decision. <laughs> well, sure, well, that's a sign of a great human being. There was the famous uh, sportsman's lunch, uh, yeah. No Women Welcome, last week at Clifford Park. It was actually called the sportsman's, sportsman's lunch. Sportsman's lunch yes. at the Toowoomba Turf Club. What about the intersex individuals? Were they invited? <laughs> they weren't even understood, oh, let no, alone no, invited. No <laughs> <laughs> There's no tick box in no. Toowoomba Turf Club for them. Sports inter- yeah. Well, they, the whole rainbow. And it was uh, it was Supercoaches Bennett's brother's initiative, Bob Bob Bennett, I think an under, under recognised man in rugby league, cartoon character. So you had Craig and Wayne on the same stage, and Craig, hand on heart, said, "If I am not coaching the Melbourne Storm next year, I will not be coaching the Brisbane Broncos." Ah. I think it's pretty much a done deal, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, but so a great is. Australian. We okay. all should admire him. Okay, uh, thank you, Peter Beattie, and I'm sure that we'll be ke- we'll be clocking his tweet. Uh, feed there'll there'll be go. more coming through, I'm sure. Okay. Now, so the Gold Coast Centre of Excellence uh, opened up to much fanfare. There was fireworks, uh, the whole, you know, the metre maids, the lot. <laughs> the metre maids, they, they, exactly. They, they brought out the old... Who, bu- and, and wasn't that the biggest mistake from the Commonwealth Games? 
The meter maids were not given a role. Not given a role, yeah. I mean, I know there's some issues there, but yeah. you've got to honour your past. Well, they, they recreated the famous beach scene of what is the standard sort of Australian beach scene with, you know, girls in bikinis and blokes and wave riding and all that sort of stuff. From Cooler Gatter Gold, what a great yeah, movie that was. Exactly, and you think that the meter maids would surely get a, a, a bit uh, of a mention. Shocking. Of the really disappointing. Oh, yeah. Really disappointing. That was Beatty's plan, was it? Yeah, that was Beatty's. Yeah. So the Gold Coast Centre of Excellence, where are they now on the table? 14th, I think, or something? Or f- well, this is the point, Chris. They don't They don't have one anymore. They shut, oh, it's gone. They shut up shop. It's gone. It's gone. And it exists no more. This, it's an empty block with a four sale sign looking for a 41-storey building of units. This is so unlike government to take an idea that's been completely discredited <laughs> Done and, and, and have it go in camera. But look, don't you see the crossover possibilities here, Stephen? I mean, I think you could have uh, things like uh, the politicians mm-hmm. being involved in tackling drills. Right. So instead of tackling bags, you know, ScoMo and Dutton, yeah. that so, are really... So they're outsourcing their services, so to speak. So, for example, if Luke Foley needs a bit of a spit and polish toughening up or something, a bit of direction, send him down to the Canberra Centre of Excellence and he'll come back a better person. That's right. My, right. my mate Alistair Henskins is a member for Kuringai needs a real yeah. touch-up and, and he'll get it down there. And that's where their four mil comes into play. 100%. Yeah, so yeah. They, can, uh, they can get... Well, for any, any political persuasion can use it. So as much as politicians might be used in place of tackling bags, yeah. the players can go learn from politicians. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on them now as partners in the game yeah. to handle the media uh-huh. and they can get trained by someone like Kelly O'Dwyer and as yeah. to how to not answer the question. Chris, I, there's no money that I wouldn't pay to be trained by Kelly O'Dwyer. That's an experience. You, that's money can't buy. You cannot put a you price, on, put that, a price on that, And that's why a centre of excellence See, in the Raiders makes yeah. sense. And I'm hoping that it's, it's not flashy. It's a little dark room <laughs> with one bulb and Kelly O'Dwyer looking at me. Okay. You know, and saying, mate, pick up pick up your form. <laughs> I can guarantee right, you, like most of the $16 billion or whatever <laughs> it is they spent on the new Parliament House, the Raiders <laughs> Centre of Excellence will be primarily underground. Underground. It'll be, bunker style. It, well, unlike yeah. our own bunker yeah. across here at Everly, which is above ground above on the it. third this floor, will be a real this will be a true bunker. With no exit door visible. Because let's face it, if yeah. things go badly with Trump mm. and Kim mm. at, in Singapore next week and the nuclear <laughs> winter is upon us... Yeah, you, where are we going to go? You'll see Malcolm Turner... Yeah, yeah. Bunk it, bunk it in. Pushing, pushing with, Peter, Peter Beattie out of the way. And, and, First sh- one in. and sharing a can of baked beans with Ricky Stewart. Yeah, yes, wondering yeah. how long they've got to be and, in here till the and, fallout And Luke Foley's turning around and going, how are these guys getting here? I thought I was here, my own Kelly. I was like, get out. Love you. But, but Chris, surely in this, this whole caper, there's room for the head of the New South Wales State Police Division <laughs> upon their most recent decision to... I mean, the poor dogs. Dogs are... They're even better than human beings, but they make mistakes, don't they? Oh, well. And this recent decision to use dogs to, to, to stop people from gaining entry to events. <laughs> Surely the police have got to go to this, uh, this bunker. Oh, be part of it? Be part of it. What, determine who goes in or not? Just have a good, cold, hard look at themselves and their decision-making. Oh, right. I mean, yeah. so so I think what you could do is you could have a, a wing of the Centre of Excellence yes. devoted to dogs and referees. <laughs> dogs uh, and referees. By, by the way... Are the dogs really at fault here, though? By the way, I'm a little bit nervous about this issue because, of course, you're referring to the fact that the police have said that their drug detection dogs will be at the above and beyond gig yes. at Homebush tomorrow. And, and Stephen, the Greens have taken it to court today, take are? the police to court to say this surely is not legal because how? what's the percentage of mistakes here, Chris? Well, according, the to, the, according to Gladys' own statistics, <laughs> an 80% false positive, Stephen. So, so the they make a lot of mistakes. 80%. Now, the police would say that's because the kids are always one step ahead. Ah, the kids. But like, look, I, look, you know, as you know, I mean, in terms of above and beyond tomorrow night, I will be there. Yes. <laughs> right. But I may not be, mm-hmm. because if the dog sits down beside me 
irrespective uh, sorry, of... Sorry, Chris, I've never had a dog sit down beside me from the police department. If they do that, it means that they detect something illegal on you. They believe that you may be carrying illegal narcotics, yes. That's right. And yeah. so the dog sits down... The police oh, yeah, a typical rugby league player. Puts the willies up anybody when the dog sits down, right? <laughs> well, okay. yeah, possibly. And then the police are saying... You can't go in even though you bought a ticket to an event, which is... Well, no, there's a two-stage process. Ah, First of all, they cavity search you. Cavity search you? <laughs> and then if they find nothing, yeah. uh, they decide, unfortunately, because we've you put us to this inconvenience, yeah. you are no longer able to attend the event. Chris, can I just say, if I said to you, in dogs we trust, don't argue with that, right? It, well, that's, a tough, that's a tough argument, right? It's a really tough argument. In dogs we trust. I tell you what, though, I, I don't like this profiling because, you know, if this was a Vivid event, yeah. there'd be none of this. None of this, but, no. As I said, you, know, you and your suits and Vivid are stitched up the cops... <laughs> And the whole thing. You can walk in just trucking Anywhere. anything you like. Yeah, the dogs are on holidays right now. Kilograms Did you know of, that? Dogs are on holidays. <laughs> kilograms of hammers strapped to your body. Hey, by the it way, is... by the way, this is Fire Up. Is it? Yeah, this is Fire Up and it's uh, FBI Show and Rugby League and the text number 0409945945. If you've got any comments on any of the above, the little bunker room with Kelly O'Dwyer. New South Wales Police, in please Dogs text trust, in. You know, <laughs> Canberra Centre of Excellence. Peter Betty. The other mob who have started a Centre of Excellence since... This original idea in the Gold Coast, which has faltered, is Penrith. Right. Where are they right now? Top of the table. Number one. Top of the table. And this Canberra, they're, they're nothing if not honest with themselves. I've got to look at that. They're number one. We want some of that action. But, but Stephen, mm. w- w- what we need to highlight here is is that the Gold Coast Centre of Excellence absolutely you know, collapsed. Penrith is a rugby league academy. Yes. And if there's one thing we know, there's an enormous difference between a centre of excellence and a rugby league academy. And if the Canberra Raiders and the Shady Raiders group had done Shady their homework, Raiders, yeah. that homework, they would have been announcing the right. Canberra Raiders Rugby League Academy. Right. And they might have had some success. Look, uh, look, perhaps if we rename this, uh, we don't like the Shady Raiders concept, but what about, uh, what about the Fitler Fellowship? <laughs> Hey, what well, do you think? Well, I mean, is, if there's one beacon... Is he not the man of the moment? He is the man... He's the best-dressed yeah, man yeah, of the moment. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, he's creating a light that on the hill... I mean, it's like Ben Chifley yeah. all over again. Wow. The, the Chifley Fitler Scholarship. Right. So if, if in Braddon, I'm assuming it's the bunker is in a hill... Yes, yeah, so it's actually underground up, in a hill. In a that's hill. right. It's up high. And there's a light on top and of it. I'm pretty standing next to the <laughs> that's light. Right, with the statue come of Ben Chifley. Come on in, come on in. And the, and yeah. the sort of the, the, the hill, sort of that you know, that sort of false entrance, and it yeah. slides open, and the big metal doors, and yeah. in and you Freddie's go. And Freddie's going. I guarantee you will feel more excellent after you've left this facility <laughs> than when you came in this facility. FBI Radio would like to warn listeners that the following program contains some sporting cliches, lowbrow humour, baseless defamatory remarks, and is not considered suitable for anyone over an IQ of 75.
from the very dawn of time. A savage and bloodthirsty struggle for survival has eradicated the weak and preserved the predator. After three billion years, evolution has produced two of the natural world's true survivors. Now, these specimens of intelligent Darwinism will do battle for supremacy of the species in The Cockroach versus The Cane Toad. Ribbon. Now, Chris, if I could take that concept one step further, and I would say only two will survive debutante or dickhead. Right. I mean, that's what the battle is, isn't it? That is really truly the battle. And it was writ large there at uh, MCG last Wednesday night. State of origin. The whole country stopped. I certainly stopped. I certainly stopped. Yeah. Where were you? I was at my brother's place. Nice. Post vivid. Oh, well, of course, with your brandy and cigar, no doubt. I miss Peking Duck. <laughs> and no no dog was, outside the house. And that's not a meal I'm talking about. That's a band, right? <laughs> well, Have you got something from Peter Beattie on this? Oh, well, uh, Peter... <laughs> Did you comment on Peking Duck a while ago, didn't you? <laughs> he did comment on, yeah. on Peking Duck. Someone said, uh, oh, look, you know, you, you caught me on the hop here, Stephen, yeah, but right. uh, I'll come back to you what because you? I, I do know that he was uh, explaining to someone who said he'd never... That's right. Mark Wright said, um, laugh out loud, I have no idea who they and Peking Duck are. The wife thinks I listen to too much 2GB. <laughs> and Peter advice, Peter Betty's advice, yeah. original as it is, my advice is listen to the wife. Yeah. Happy wife is a happy life. Yeah. Zing. Hashtag NRL. Yeah, yeah. He does talk everything up, though, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. <laughs> he's happy. He's, he's, he's a good man for the job, well, though, isn't he? Well, what about this? Yeah. I mean, trying to show that he's interested in connecting to the, uh, the fan base, um, Stuart McLennan said, Peter, what are your thoughts on Gang of Views as a band, Peter? Will their recent success continue? And he goes, not sure. All I know is Gang of Views are an Australian indie rock group from Sydney. You see, he's Teflon, isn't he? No, no matter what happens, he can always backpedal. I don't know. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. You know, nothing sticks. He goes on. Band consists of principal songwriter David Laupep, wow. uh, lead vocals guitar, see? Max Dunn, see? bass guitar. Research, Chris. Jung Kim, keyboards yeah. guitar. Yes. Joji yes. Milani, lead guitar. <laughs> and Donny Borzatowski, drums. Hashtag NRL. Wow. He does his homework. Like, Fantastic. I mean, forget Google. Yeah. Just tweet Peter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just tweet Peter if you want to find information. Uh, Peter B, to get on right now and go, do you fit into the category of debutante or dickhead? Can you be a... Because officially right now, all of New South Welsh footy players... They're not debutants anymore. No, they've they're, gone round once. Th- well, they're no longer debutants unless yeah. Freddie's grand plan yeah. is to turn replace them another eleven of the successful game one team <laughs> and freshen it up and bring Again? in eleven new guys. Wow! I mean, that would be, that, that would be bold, and that would be Freddie. That would be Freddie, yeah, the space yeah. cowboy, the space cowboy himself. So. Therefore, our theories just go out the window because you can't either just be a debutant or a dickhead because now none of them are debutants anymore. Well, you can be a 2018 debutant, Stephen. Oh, so can, you can you can hang officially. on. So the, the the way it tends to go is that these things are measured um, in terms of time by years. Yes. So I think you can be a debutant for a year. Chris, let's face it; it's no good celebrating now. We've only won one. <laughs> I, look. I know, you, I know you took another swig of your brandy, Stephen, but I was on the mineral water. I'm not opening anything stronger than that until we uh, are successful, hopefully, Homebush in uh, two weeks' time and change. Now, what uh, the clean-out of dickheads, and uh, let's face it, isn't this something that could be once again applied across the greater community? Yes. Not just rugby league, and I think rugby league is using it as a blueprint for how the rest of the world can be run. If you need to clean out dickheads, uh, the essence of being a dickhead, I suppose, and that applies to both genders and everybody in between, Correct. is to be selfish. Yes. Not to put the team first. That's right. Not to put other 
the people first, not to give good service to the community. And those players that were ousted, I know that people are saying this without mentioning names, but we'll, we'll mention names, won't we? Well, we're, we're without fear or favour on, on the basis of the listenership, Ferguson. Yeah. Dougs, Ferguson. <laughs> Fafita. Fafita. Uh, Mitchell Pearce. <laughs> well, there you go. Where are you? Rivers of Grog. Chris, well, we miss that rivers of grog. Where you can just get in your canoe or even just swim down the rivers of grog. You know, from the Clavelli Hotel all the way to the beach house. Remember that? Do you remember that? Those golden days. Well, rugby league is—is is it? Is it unfair to call it a sanitised game these days? I think it's very fair to say that. Yeah, very, very fair. Because uh, look. The great Andrew Johns. Tell us about his uppercut, his own uppercut. Okay, so Andrew Johns, and I don't know if anyone was caught the vision, and I certainly posted a picture on the very popular Fire Up Facebook page, Stephen, where, Mm -hmm. let me tell you, there's a groundswell about our uh, identification of a new team in rugby league, the Taramata... Taramara Bin Chickens. Terry Bulls. Taramara Bin, Taramara Taramara bin, bin Chickens. chickens. I'm, I'm, I'm with them, but I'm not the first, am I? Terry Bulls come up with a logo to die for, where yeah. in talks about merch, there could be you know a little competition, <laughs> all sorts of things happening. A bit of yeah. sponsorship, maybe. Yeah. But, no, no. Uh, all hail the Ibis. All hail the Ibis. Great survivors. <laughs> great indigenous survivors. When all others, the platypus are under threat. You know, Even even the, the kookaburra is under threat. The koala bears are nearly gone. As, as I've said, if Singapore goes south next week with Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un, yes, right, yes. And, the, and the missiles go up, yep. as as Freddie is hurdling, you know, hurdling, um, <laughs> hurting the people into the centre of excellence <laughs> down in the hill in Braddon, yeah. they'll be taking some Ibises in with them. Of course they will. Because those things know how to adapt. Because we used to say that it was only cockroaches, but now it's cockroaches <laughs> and Ibis or, or the Taramara bin chickens. Who will? survive the Holocaust. <laughs> anyway, on our Facebook page is a picture of uh, Freddie Fittler and the great Andrew Johns uh, uh, under a hoodie with some sunglasses on and, as I said, looking like the latest member of Wu-Tang Clan. What was he selling? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he, was, he was undercover. Right. But he's been involved in an advisory capacity in the Blues mm. as part of their success, as part of their inner circle, mm. and he imposed whilst in camp a curfew of 6pm. Jeez, I bet he regrets that afterwards. <laughs> so the game had barely finished. Well, the game had barely started and he was in bed. Joey wasn't at the game. He wasn't at the game. No, because he was back at the hotel. He was dreaming, hotel. dreaming of success and dreaming of the following yeah, beers. Coming up with the next oh, move for man. game two. He, Joey was fully occupied trying to work out, can we find another 11 debutants? He is truly the great enigma, isn't he? He's the great mystery man. I mean, we think Freddie Fittler's a space cowboy, but really Andrew Johns takes the cake. No, he? no, I mean, you can't get a handle on the guy. There's can't just so many aspects to him. Even his brother tries and slips through his fingers. Now, one stage, he was, one stage he was in the running to be the next James Bond. Yes, he was too, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. 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 And, you know, now he's, you know, he's, 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 he's slipped in some ways because he's been involved with the Roosters. Now, what was that phrase? He may be an immortal... But he's not infallible. He's not infallible. (laughs) He knows it himself, doesn't he? And as Ray Warren pointed out, and we highlighted last week, uh, Joey thought that infallible was flatulence. So (laughs) he sees the world through a different prism. Chris, State of Origin. Yes. It was played in Melbourne. Now, you may have read this great story, probably the greatest story of the week, and it wasn't about uh, international politics in North Korea and, and great big envelopes full of God knows what. It was about a man they call the poo jogger. Oh, yeah. The poo jogger was a man who apparently has a, a an absolute rigid cycle of going for a run with toilet paper in tow, right. away from his own home, finding another location and letting rip. <laughs> okay. Taking a dump on somebody else's property is not kosher, Chris. Well, that, I, would, that would put you into the dickhead category. Okay, this sort of sounds like one of these sort of performance artists... It does if it doesn't. Jim Fetus, Tracy Emin type situations. They, I mean, is this a political they statement? Up, they put up a trigger camera, you know, nighttime camera. This wasn't in Canberra, by any chance, No, was it? it was in Sydney. <laughs> right, okay. But I'm just telling you, 
the philosophy of the Blues right. follow this man. This man basically, it, it, I, well, look, I'm, assume, I'm assuming he achieved something because eventually he was caught on camera with that guilty look, but it didn't stop him. You know, he just would go back again and do it again. Much like we talked about the AFL coming to Sydney and putting right. up four posts at Birchgrove Oval, uh, the yeah, home well, of rugby league. But only on half of it, it's though. It's akin... Yeah. To a sacred territory. Yes, that's right. And it's akin to coming and squatting and doing your business. It's the birthplace of Australian rugby league, Stephen. So I think this is the NRL and Peter Beattie. Thank you, Peter. Finally getting one back, one, one in the eye, as they say, to the AFL. NCG. <laughs> and 87,000 faithful came. squatting. And they left. Yeah. <laughs> An awful mess. Squatting. <laughs> An awful mess. <laughs> I don't know why they call that catering company spotless, but <laughs> but 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 they left happy. Yeah. They yeah. left educated, and yeah. I think can I dare say they left converted. And yeah. Peter Biddy actually tweeted yeah. eighty seven thousand one hundred twenty two hashtag NRL. Yeah. He's in, if it's nothing is not informative. Yeah. Now now because we all know that uh, you know Melbourne is the. Oh, self- I've, I've got a tweet in from Sarah Lander who's not across these things. Okay, apparently the poo jogger was Brisbane. In Brisbane, yeah, Green Slopes, same thing. It's, it's Green New Slopes, South, Brisbane. New South Wales and Queensland coming together as rugby league well, participants and taking it down to AFL country. They're both rugby league towns, aren't they? They are, indeed, so it doesn't matter. Same, That's same. Right. At, at which point we come together. We, we unite in one code. Uh, now, Chris, of course, Melbourne is the most famous city. Is, uh, well, it's known as the Prague of the South. Well, it's, is, look, can I just say that it's cosmopolitan. It's, it's so European. The coffee. The, the coffee, nighttime cult. The, the coffee's culture. incredible. And the laneways, Chris. Oh, my God. You go to Ligon yeah. Street. You know yeah. what? It's like It's like you're in Italy. It's like you're in Italy it's or incredible. Paris or somewhere. Uh, yeah, it's a tremendous place. Uh, that, well, only they don't have Crown a Crown Casino. League. I mean, <laughs> monument to culture. They've got an ACDC laneway. Did you they, know that? They, <laughs> Because of, because of the strong connections yeah. between ACD. Why bother coming to Sydney? Yeah, I think ACDC played there a couple I of times. Did, yes, know. and they filmed one video there. <laughs> so anyway, Melbourne... We was decided. that a video of Ball Breaker or what, what was it from? It's a long way to the top, Chris. Oh, well, that was Adelaide, wasn't it? No, Melbourne. Is it really? Yes. Yeah, Come right. on, do your homework, uh, please, producer Pat. We'll find it. <laughs> anyway, so... Were there any dickheads in the New South Wales team at all? Yeah, there was one. One? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because... You, you can't take Fafita out and all those you know, other... Gal, you can't take Gal out without replacing him with at least one. <laughs> Let them know that there's a, a little bit of that glitch. It's important to honour your past. And Freddie was canny enough... Honour your past, yeah. It was canny enough to keep one in the side. Yes. Who would that be? David Clemmer. Clemmer, the Cleminator. Mm. Now, the Cleminator has a very unusual pattern for sleep, doesn't he? Well, so famously, great mates with uh, the beloved Aaron Woods, and I know that all uh, Sydney Roosters fans are very excited about the prospect of Aaron coming across, but I can tell you, he's welcome back at the West Tigers any time, Stephen. I love the kid. But they were famously mates and roommates. Mm -hmm. But, of course, tough for Clem because Woods is not there, so he has to have a new roommate and... You know, come on down, Regan Campbell-Gillard. Oh, right. And Campbell-Gillard let slip during the week yeah. that apparently Clemmer... Loose lips. Loose lips, indeed. I mean, I talk about team concept. Yeah. I'm worried about this. Yeah. Uh, Clemmer suffers from the night terrors, just wakes up screaming. The night terrors? Yeah. The Clemenator? Yeah. What's he afraid of? The fact that there are no more dickheads in the team. Oh, I see. But he's, he's a dinosaur. He's a lone man. He's, he's, he's seen the writing on the wall. Isolated. And it certainly inspired him to what be a meter eater on Wednesday night. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's a tough position to be in, be on your own, standing on your own. It's very, very with, difficult. With no comrades I, 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 often, I often feel when I'm in here, I'm on my yeah. own. I don't yeah, see yeah. any commonality with you guys no across the... No Well, you imagine if you're in Gallipoli in the trench. I, you're going to go over the top and you're the only... Dickhead who does it, right? <laughs> That's right. What are you going to feel? Right, everyone else is so remembered and honoured and, and you know, have great ceremonies, on, but no one remembers you. On three we go <laughs> and they don't go. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You know. yeah. But as opposed to that, okay, he might wake up screaming and let's hope he doesn't cross the fence to Queensland because Queensland are full of dickheads. 
<laughs> Correct? That's, replete is the word, Stephen. Now, we, we were debating off air, of course, uh, it's a fine line between being a grub and a dickhead, and we often discussed that uh, the new uh, the new uh, museum as such, the Rugby League, you know, the Hall of Shame... Yes, out there at uh, Moore Park. Park, yeah, would have a, a wing for grubs. Mm. Uh, uh, would you have? Would you break up the dickheads and the grubs? Mm, absolutely, yeah. because I think I think the essence of a grub is about their physical acts, uh, yes. grabbing wheels, grabbing wheels yeah, pulling stitches, stitches out. You know, I'm saying hello, Paul Gallon. Yeah. I think Sam Burgess <laughs> has got Sam. a lot of wheel work. I think all Burgess. You know, all um, Burgess. Uh, <laughs> I would just say South Sydney. All grubs. Blanket. Blanket right. grub. Yeah, grub. Just Sam so. and grub. And, of course, Commandant Smith. You know, <laughs> God, well, God, they'll, they'll, he's they'll, in his own category. They'll, they'll, cast a, they'll do a bronze cast of his elbow because it's been on so many forehoods over the over the years. But but I, to me, a dickhead is more an attitude. Yes, it's a mental state, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's like it's you can be selfish. the cleanest player out there, mm. never engage in any of the rough stuff, any yeah. of the dirty stuff, any yeah. of the grubby stuff. So that would put McGuire as a grub then. Maguire, de- definitely, definitely. And, yeah. and just continue to reinforce yeah. his uh, reputation with a very, very yeah. uh, average performance last Wednesday night. What about William Chambers? Well, I mean, he's the emerging one, isn't mm-hmm. he? You know, he he's trying to. to give it verbally to Latrell Mitchell, mm-hmm. and then he decided to give his knee to Put the, the sternum of Damien, Damien Cook. Cook. Okay, we'll, 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 Cook is not a grub. No. We'll take him out of that. No, no. And, South and, Sydney, and, well, he, he played for other teams, yeah. and, and, and the South thing hasn't... We can only hope that Damien Cook gets traded soon. You know, before he before he descends Fully into the, the Redfern mire, the grubness. Now, because interestingly enough, this this goes to say we used to say that Darius Boyd was a bit of a, a cat, I suppose, it turned into a bit of a grub at sorts, you know. But he was not a like man out south of the border. He was actually invited back in to the Queensland team. He was on holidays because he felt well neglected and rejected by the Queensland coach, etc. Kevy, and he was in New Zealand on holidays. What did he say, Chris? Uh, when there were injury concerns, I.e. Billy Slater, Billy Slater says, "I'm sorry, Kevy, not for me." And yeah. this is because he's done a lot of work on his yeah. uh, personality, yeah. and he likes the person he is now. He likes not being a dickhead, yep. and there was no way he's going to get a bit dragged in. Because let's face it, I think it's commonly accepted that Kevy Walters. Biggest dickhead of them all. Righto. Debutantes and dickheads will be And everywhere we go, we had 25,000 people in New York City. I asked them, are you fired up? And they were all fired up. And I asked them, are you ready to go? And they're all ready to go. This quick play the ball, you know, Freddie sort of encouraged us to take take him on, so saw saw a bit of lazy lazy work there from Mark. I thought I'd take him on. I think um thank Freddie for the tight jerseys that um they couldn't have on these. Yeah, he got us all sort of fitted to get him a bit tighter and I think it helped you know, um they couldn't grab the jerseys and I think all the boys really got benefits from it. I will never call in the space cowboy except unless it's about 
thinking outside the box again. How tight were those jerseys? And should Tedesco, Teddy, be revealing that secret weapon that the New South Welshman used on the Queenslanders the other night? Look, Teddy was excited. Uh, I know. And he's, I know. A, he's a little bit like me. He talks quicker than he runs, and that's quickly. Yeah, that's very quickly. He scored an 11 out of 10 in the ratings yesterday in the Amazing. Daily Astonisher, which, you know, yeah. is mathematically impossible. Who was impossible. doing the numbers, Chris? Well, I don't know. It'd be someone like, you know, Nick Walsh or one yeah, of those right. clowns. 11 out of 10. Yeah. That's and, a bit of poetic license, I'd say. <laughs> and uh, he revealed about the tight jerseys, and mm. this was Freddie's masterstroke. Yes. He noticed that the Queenslanders had tight jerseys, yes. so he went tighter. So this tr- is now a race. Right. Can I give a quote here from former legend, a Twitter expert? Yes. He goes, uh, Kevy Wallers, he looked like my dad after his divorce, right, in his, ju- his jumper. Freddie, he looked like my mum's first date post the divorce. What were wow. the Sexy? New South Wales coaching staff wearing? Yeah. It was, it was bo- again, it was tight and body hugging. Yeah, so let's just stick with the players for the moment. Right. How tight were they? Um, so tight, Queensland could not get a finger on it. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, in fact, the, the players weren't able to themselves to physically put on the jerseys. Yeah, they had yeah. to be applied by a robot. Right. And much like the Marvel sort of heroes, yes. they were sort of nearly sprayed on, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. Which was probably the next thing, is that yeah. you actually will... Tattoo? You, no, you'll... Well, that, yeah. that, that has been done by a few clowns in, in previous... <laughs> Lives, but yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think the players would consent to the tattoo. But I think they consent to a polymer yeah. that would be just sprayed on, and then it just sort of um, uh, off. Yeah, just becomes. Are a you jersey. allowed to just go on with no shirt and have it painted on? Is mm, that part of the rules? Well, could Freddie go that far? I, Why not? If it if it, it would be hard to grab on her, and as was many people pointed out, uh, but I'd be concerned about gripping the ball, Stephen. You know, yeah, this sweaty chest, yes. might be hard. It yes. might pop out. You need a something bit. to breathe so that the sweat doesn't stick to the outside of the. You know, if Dane Gagai had. He would have had no chance holding on when Angus Crichton was stripping the ball if he was not wearing a jumper. Much talk that there was no uh, no grog uh, sponsors, no uh, cigarette sponsors, all that sort of things from the past. Was... No cigarette sponsors, really? No, not for a long one now, Chris. Really? Did that, that go out, Steve? <laughs> that 1984. Right. Time is just a concept for you, isn't moving. it? It's all one. <laughs> it's right. now. Yeah. I mean, you, you're a bit punch drunk from this vivid job, aren't you? Totally. Yeah, yeah. What day is it? <laughs> so, so it's... Uh, Friday. Yeah. I know that because it's fire up <laughs> Friday. Right. Hey, listen, that text number, we've got a few people texting in. What have we heard? 0409 uh, Your show cranks. Is that good or bad? No, it doesn't sound good. Uh, now, this is very serious, this one. I put it to you guys that the police dogs should be replaced by police ibis. Perfect. Police bin chickens, right? It says here, the ibis is well known for sniffing out the unusual. And and I reckon their, their success rate is better than the dog. I tell you what, and it would also remove some labour because I think the ibis not only would be able to do the detection, but they'd be able to do the cavity search as well. The fairly cavity, fairly effectively and fairly obtrusively. I think people faced with the prospect of being <laughs> cavity searched by ibis go, here, have everything. I'll just take it. And apparently the, the, you know, the, the union representing the ibis it's all up for it. They're happy that's, for it. That's right. Happy to do the job. And the RSPCA will be there in an observational capacity to make sure that no ibis is damaged no. during this operation. I think you find, Chris, they're very hard to damage the ibis. They're a very resilient bird. But, you know, you have to, first of all, you have to get new uniforms in the ibis, right, with a little badge on the corner, right? And do they hold well to leashes? I don't know about that. 
I think I think I think they'd be free roaming. But free roaming yeah. ibis. I, I, I don't think the police would be in control of the ibis as much as the yeah. ibis would be in control of the police. Because they can give you the eye, can't they? You know, you imagine you had you go, you know, you go to what's the festival you're going to again? Uh, above and beyond. Above and beyond. Okay, not ours and ours and yours. But they're anyway. a big commercial trans proposition from Europe, Stephen. I'm surprised you haven't heard about them. Have not heard. You about don't them. know about the Injuna family? My my brain is elsewhere at the moment. Chris. Right. Uh, you got twenty. You know, disco was in the seventies, right? Ah, oh, don't tell me. I thought it was coming back again. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, sold out every Sunday. Five or seven. Love that show. Uh, you got twenty ibis in a row yep. in formation, staring, giving you the one eye because they turn their head slightly to the left. That's right. In uniform, nose a Twitter. I mean, beak a Twitter. I should say. Gee, that would really put the willies up a lot of lot of festival goals. Wouldn't it, it? I tell you what, it'd be a very very yeah. uh, clean party. No, there was a I think a, a an insurance company or a superannuation company on one of the jumpers. Did you notice this at all? Notice the sponsors? Oh, I did. I did notice that, and I wonder what it was about. Something about World First or something was exactly, it? But it was very unusual. Very yeah. very. Yeah. Yeah. I, thought, I, thought was, I thought if it, if it was World First, and I'm just pulling that out yeah. of my yeah. um, the confines of my memory, I would have thought that was the tagline for. A centre of excellence in Canberra. That'll yeah, be the first yeah. time a centre of excellence has ever appeared in Canberra. Peter Beatty's tweeted again, by as the he way. Just what's he say? Um, as you know, he gave a wide-ranging interview, which we covered last week, saying that uh, he's sitting with the fans rather than in corporate boxes. Yes. And the feedback from the fans was, go Ma- back to the corporate box. Man of the people, though. Yeah. And that um, their travelling economy, yeah. under two hours. Under uh, two hours, yes, over two hours. Uh, and business. so... Uh, um, Australian Rugby League Commission on the way home from Melbourne. Mm. I am in economy seat 4C. Mm. Seems suspiciously close, close to the front. To the of the front, front, doesn't it? Yeah. Todd, business end, yeah. Todd, and I believe he's referring to Todd Greenberg. Mm. And again, can again, I simply please, take this opportunity? Please. All the best to Mr. Greenberg and his extended family, yes. and all the very best with the job, job application for the head of Cricket Australia. Right. Because I think you're a lot. That's his first love, isn't it? Very much so. Yes. He played at an elite level, first yes. grade, I believe. Yes. Like yes. David Gallup, friend yes. of the show. And look. He knows that we're very disappointed here at Fire Up because he knows the soap opera that we live on and thrive on and uh, like the Ibis, we, we just ingested is no more. Well, it's just dried up. I mean, we're, 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 we're talking about all sorts of other things. Cause we're talking Rugby about Lee's... Joey, Joey John's going to bed at 6 o'clock at night. Giving us yeah. We're talking about flora and fauna. <sighs> and, and by the way, it's interesting, isn't it? Gallup, Greenberg, they're both first grade cricketers. No good at rugby league, but they get the rugby league supremo job. Mm. Anyway, Todd is in seat 5A. Yep. More money into the game. Hashtag NRL. Wow. Peter Beatty flies economy. Yeah. The game is better for it. So this is in the ledger. They go through the ledger at the end of financial year and they go, uh, economy class, retract, uh, I don't know, $112. Back to the game. <laughs> General revenue, correct? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Can I give you one more? Yeah. Because he's a comedian as well. Okay. Uh, from SSR Oracle, let's see, Peter, how well do you know rugby league? Who has won the most first grade premierships? Peter, thanks. A tough question, but clearly the Spartans from Pluto? Am, am I close? Oh, he's very funny, isn't he? He's very yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think you'll find there's a team called St. George closing in very quickly on South Sydney on that one, Chris. I think you'll find. <laughs> You're not saying South Sydney have won the most premierships. I am. What about in the last 50 years? Oh, don't start on them. <laughs> they racked him up fair and square. Now, let's just talk Freddie. Please. Right, so uh, the look... Not the players, but his look. Now, this is a break from tradition. They always wear really, like, you know, a nicely tailored suit from Lowe's well, in the I, right I know colour. An ill-fitting suit, but yeah. You know, it doesn't, like, oh, they've got to wear the suit, you know, with the, with the blue and the badge and all the rest of it. Freddie's wearing a peacoat, uh, traditionally worn by sailors, you know, the, the man at the front looking on, on a boat, you know, and it's a double-breasted, uh, warm woolen jacket, big right. buttons, beautiful peacoat. This is sort of an Antarctic sort of situation, isn't it? Yeah, very smart. Emphasising the cold. Very smart, three-quarter length, you know, so to speak, and uh, and then no collar, mm-hmm. but just black on black. Mm-hmm. I mean, take his coat off, he looked very hip, didn't he? Yeah. It, With it, coat on, he looked He looked ready to be in a bobsled run or something like that. It looked very streamlined. And, and, and Brandy tight. Alexander followed suit. Yeah. Baderis, I assume. Oh, I'm assuming. I'm not sure I saw a block of roach dressed that way, but... <laughs> 
No, I don't I, I think so. I wish I had. Yeah, and uh, gee whiz, didn't Kevy look like yesterday's news? Yeah, he, 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 you know, as I said, he does look a bit like a Sontaran from Doctor Who. And he looks... Uh, a who? A Sontaran. What, what is that, Chris? It's one of the alien races. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And Why does he look like them? Well, I, I, it, again, this is not a visual medium, Stephen, but yeah, the no, Sontarans no. sort of have a wide neck and a, yes. and a, and a round head. <laughs> uh, a very round... That's what the people who don't like rugby league say rugby players look like. Yeah, slight Mr. Potato Head look about him. But um, uh, Kevy's doing it tough because let's yeah. face it, he's yeah. lost an enormous amount of immortality and whatever yeah. out of his team. And, and he looks like your dad after a divorce. Yeah. Really, when if you get down to it, you know, that's right. bedraggled, a bit of an old sack, you know. That's right. Sorry for himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lost. Yeah, lost. 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 What well, next? One down. State of origin. Uh, now, Freddie, not only the look, but he had the walk. The walk. Now. He leaves his hotel room instead of getting on the bus. Now, for years we've known all about Caxton Road and the bottles and the, the abuse was hurled from the local, the Caxton Hotel, as the New South Wales team travelled on bus, the only route they could take to get to Suncorp. This yep. didn't happen the other day, did it? No, because the game was in Melbourne. What? <laughs> no, Caxton Road! <laughs> so all he had to do was... Well, let's face it, Melbourne is probably one of the safest cities in the world, isn't it? If it's so cultured, there'd be no hooligans down there. Well, there's no, there's no, Europe is an incredibly safe country, uh, continent. You, you can walk down, look, people go out to dinner at uh, midnight at Prague or Paris or, you know, you know, the capital of Belgium, whatever that is, you know. <laughs> and they're, they're safe. And they can get a meal. They can get a wine, a glass of wine. It's cosmopolitan, Stephen. It's, it's a night culture. It's something that we here in Sydney right. so are Twig. completely unfamiliar with. Right. Now, Freddie, being a new age guy, uh, went he to knew. his phone because yeah. he's the only one who had one. Mm-hmm. And he looked at the traffic app yeah. and they said, from our hotel, you know, you go directions, yeah. from our hotel to the MCG to by the uh, public transport, mm-hmm. our bus was going to take 40 minutes. Yeah. But a stroll through the park, yeah. uh, just allegedly 15. Yeah. So, so this- all the players head phoned up yeah, yeah. and off they went. Beats. Of course, it Dr. was a cross promotion with yeah. Dr. Dre. So this is sort of similar to a very, a very more cinematographic, uh, shall I say, Reservoir Dog look. It is, isn't it? It's like, isn't it, it's a great Hollywood trope. Like yeah, you yeah. know, take a movie like Let's Armageddon, walk. where the, the astronauts are going to go blow up the meteor. Is you yeah. get the wide shot, you have got yeah. Aerosmith playing in the background. Wow! And they walk in formation, like yeah. a big wide helicopters formation. helicopters above them in slow motion. In slow That's motion. That's what the Blues did. Wow! And I, let me tell you, in Queensland, tri- Queensland saw it on the on the vision, that. and they, yeah. oh, hang on, we're in for something here. So he's got, he's got the look the team's got the look he's got the walk going on and he also had of course um, the hog ride where he got the Harley Davidson's and went round the whole state Hogs for and enlisted the people the rural kiddies anybody who would go let's talk footy how proud are you about our blues? Let's get proud. Let's say, raise some money for the homeless while we're talking about the right. blues. Right, and, yeah. and, and that started to generate. It was the groundswell of no dickhead karma. Yep. So he had a wellspring of that karma, which he could then share with the players mm. in so many ways. Crediting the families. The families are important. Yes. I've drafted people because of their character, plus Klima. One last thing. He brought in Gaz. <laughs> he did he bring in Gaz. Gaz. Now, this show is named after a, ma- after a man who coined the phrase fire up at around about, what, four in the morning in a taxi. Uh, During an orange and bonding session. Exactly. And it wasn't actually, well, you know, he left a message on a, on a, on a lady's telephone. We don't want to talk about that. But anyway, we, t- we happily take the name and use the name because it's common parlance in sport. And, and Gaz is the man. Now, well, we found this- that out because we tried to trademark it and we had our application rejected. It did, indeed. We, we've been using it illegally ever since. That's right. Uh, but apparently, though, uh, this incident happened in Coogee in the taxi. That's, cr- that's Where correct. Where was Gaz brought in recently? Coogee. You see, Freddie's not afraid. No. 
He can go back to He can embrace the pass. He can embrace and, the pass. And he can flip it. He can invert it. Mm-hmm. So he takes the guy who's the most notorious participant in a Kuji. And how does he body. arrive? In a taxi. He arrives in a taxi. <laughs> right, yeah. And what's he carrying? He steps out. What's he carrying? He's a carrying a mobile, mobile phone. phone. <laughs> Everyone goes, oh no, what's happening now? And it was ha- pure theatre, wasn't it? It was. And he has a secret talk to the debutante, and it's all about debutante backs the Addo Cars, the Travoyeviches, the Latrell Mitchells, and the like. Yes. And they're, of course, without mobile phones. Mm. And he goes, boys, this is what I've learned. This is what's taken me eight or nine years to have eight learned. Eight or nine years is going to distill that into about, what, a minute? Took him about two minutes. Two yeah. minutes, right. Yeah. And, and the results spoke for themselves, spoke themselves didn't yeah, they? They did, indeed. Boys, ready? Heads on, let's go. The way I walk is just the way I walk. The way I talk is just the way I talk. The way I smile is just the way I smile. Touch me, baby, and I go home wide. The way I love is just the way I love. Come on and be my little turtle dove. Touch me, baby, it feels so good. I feel as though I wanna, then I don't. I'm just worried about this Cronulla player who might have gone to the wrong end of the field. He's walking down there on his own, getting ready to hit the ball up from the kickoff. <laughs> He'll turn around no. now and realise he's gone to the wrong end of the field. Whoops! <laughs> See you, man. He was all ready to hit it up, and he's thinking, now, if they kick it to my end, now he's got to run 100 metres all the way up the other end to get back into position. Uh, now he's got to tell his teammates that he did that on purpose. That's, that's, listen up. That's focus. <laughs> that's focus. Nothing was going to distract him from his job. Well, he'd be too tired to take a hit up early in this set. What I don't know is what he thought he was doing in the first half. <laughs> because he's been down that end already for 40 minutes. <laughs> he's buggered. Don't give him the ball. Go, big fella. Look, uh, just when you thought that there were some serious issues in the world, you know, you worry about nu- the nuclear p- impending war. If these talks don't go well in North Korea or wherever they're going to happen, Chris. Singapore. You get this great stuff. You do great stuff. A footy player who runs on, instead of going to the south end, he runs to the north end. Uh, his name is Sia Matafanu. <laughs> Sia Matafanai. Sia Matafanai. Sia Matafanai. Uh, who former West Tiger. Yeah, former. Isn't everybody a former West Tiger? Well, and I think Aaron Woods might possibly end up down there at Canola as well, maybe. Who knows? Now, how good does it make you feel to see the Roosters copying the greatest player in the state of origin, Teddy Tedesco, and putting in the game of his life the other night and then claiming it's one of theirs? I know. It's, it's upsetting, Gold, Stephen. You know, I, put, I put a lot into that kid, oh, and, he's been on, and he's been on this show, Yeah, and, and, and I feel happy for him, but I don't feel happy for the Roosters. No, no. So this kid, you reckon there's a conspiracy about what this kid was really up to? Which kid? Fia Fanana Fanu. Well, Luke Lewis said that uh, you may not believe this, but his uh, previous GPS stats were down a little bit, so he's just racking up a few extra metres to show that he was putting in. That's cheating, Chris. No, it's not, Stephen. It's innovation. It's the type of thing. If he's eligible for state of origin. Did someone say innovation creativity? That's right. Hello. Lights. Yes. Music. Lights, ideas. Cam- <laughs> what, what's your tagline again? A vivid lights, camera, action or something? That's close. Um, or is that the Sydney Film Festival? And the overlap's 
doing my head in. But if Sam Artifani <laughs> happens to be eligible for New South Wales, yeah. put him down as one of the 11 debutants because right. he's smart. Yeah, and look, you know, not just smart, you need to be fearless and tough. And there's one man who really sort of, I think, represents exactly the spirit that got New South Wales over the line the other night when they were just about to be broken, you know, being hammered. G.I. was getting angry, making stupid decisions. Boom, we come back. Angus Crichton. What teams he play for again? Well, he plays for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. He doesn't, does he? And oh, can no. you believe media yeah. reports that are coming out that he's questioning his decision to go to the Sydney Roosters? I mean, I don't want to go to the Sydney Roosters, but I'd rather go there than be playing for the Rabbits. I just can't think. Can't think. He's due. He's off to Bondi Junction in Is 2019. Gee, who don't they want and don't they get when they want them? Everybody. <laughs> yeah. Now... What has Angus done? He's given a finger for rugby league. Given a finger, not half given a, half a finger, finger. Given half a finger. It was getting the ride. It wasn't repairing. He decided to have the damn thing chopped off. If he wanted to play rugby league. Yep. So he plays without. You're right. Two digits, right? Yep. Or two parts of a finger. No, no. He's just missing half of one finger. Chris, if I could be so pedantic to say there are three parts of each finger. Is he losing two or one? Right. Very, very good question. I'm yeah. saying just one bit of oh, the three. I thought it was two. We'll just get it. We'll check. Oh, it's, all, it's all the way down, we'll, is it? Yeah. Yeah, I think well, it is. I think it's two off from the top. Wow. Anyway, uh, what else is he... You're probably right there, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yes, ACDC uh, did film in Melbourne in Swanson Street. Yeah, I have, to, I have to concede yeah, in that. that You're like Peter Beattie. You can backpedal with honour. Yeah, yeah, And integrity. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just that the spaciousness <laughs> of that clip, yeah. it, just, it spoke to me of Adelaide, that's all. Right. So Crichton has given up a finger. What else has he given up? Um, so, uh, the part of a back tooth. He lost a tooth. He ran out... With as off the off the bench, mm-hmm. yes, we were getting confirmation that he's only got one third of his finger left. There it is. Finger. There's yep. the photo. Yes, and uh, <laughs> Angus has texted in on zero four nine nine four five nine four five, and uh, he's a little bit overwhelmed as he's run on. As uh, Freddie says, get in there, Angus, mm. and he's got the mouth guard in its customary position behind the ear. No, tucked in his sock. Sock. Yeah, right. Yeah. And he looked around. And he goes, "Goodness me, how many fans there, Peter Vitti?" And he goes, "Eighty-seven thousand one hundred twenty-two. Don't get don't get overboard. And he forgot to put his mouth guard in. Oh. Next thing you know, he's cracked by. One one of the Queensland yeah. dickheads, and yeah. he's cracked a tooth. What do they call that? Is it an emu, Bob? You know, when you go looking for something, the police... Emu, search, emu yeah. Uh, didn't... Uh, wasn't there a famous tooth lost in one Gary of the... Jack. Gary Jack. And, and didn't they try and, to find the tooth in the paddock? In a beautiful symmetry, he yeah. found the tooth. He did. And he put it in his sock. In his sock! Like the tooth fairy. Just in like where sock. Angus had the mouth so guard. Did, did they do such a thing for Angus? I don't think they did, because he doesn't care about losing no, a tooth. No, no, well, he says, if I can lose two-thirds of a finger, I'm not going to agonise over a bit of a tooth. No, and what else do you think he's capable of... What would he give up? What is the next thing he might lose to win the State of Origin series, do you it, think, it, Chris? It, it, it's still a physical game, even though it's very much a sanitised game and not yeah. the game we grew up loving. But yeah. I don't think you can literally lose a limb, but I think you could probably lose a decent piece of an ear, bump oh. a feral style. Well, you remember James Graham was uh, not very well liked. He was a pommy to start with. He was just a bit of a mutt. Detested. Play for the Bulldogs, the evil empire. Exactly. And then in one grand final, he famously bit Billy Slater on the ear. A lot of people say about James Graham, mm. hasn't he come on? What a great guy. He's a tremendous media interview. Very passionate player. Loves the game. Tremendous personality. Hasn't he? Isn't he now likeable as opposed to when he bit Billy Slater on the ear in the 2012 Grand Final. I think he is now liked because he bit Billy Slater on the ear in the 2012 Grand Final. So you would think that uh, Willie Chambers... Might try and go the, the bite on the ear? I think he'll go the chew on the trail the for sure. The whole ear, you think, might be removed? Well, uh, uh, he might. Actually, that's a good left field, is that he, we think Latrell, but he actually goes Crichton. Right. Because he knows Crichton is prone. Let's face it, Angus Crichton's DNA, mm. 
there's obviously something's not quite right there. There's uh, a bit sort of kind of fall off him, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Well, man has got nothing to lose. You've got to fear that. Yeah, well, he's got he's got nothing to lose because he I mean, plays for South. What I mean is he can lose it and he doesn't care. <laughs> uh, Chris, thank you very much. State of origin, one down and two to go. Anything else you'd like to add? Stephen, to this I just well, I would just like to close as I began with a, a tweet from Peter oh, Beatty. Yeah. Shay O'Neill said, "Good stuff, Peter. How far are we from knowing what our national team are doing this year?" Peter's reply: "I'm off to bed. Have an early start." Talk tomorrow, hashtag NRL. Stephen, we'll talk next Friday. He's a, he's a sharer. Oh, yeah. Thanks for sharing, Peter. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Indeed. Next week. So tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snorting round of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire up! I was certain that I should go.